Hello and welcome everybody to the inaugural episode of the Virtual Press Box with Ricky Ramos. That is me, Ricky Ramos. That's myself. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a little about myself here. I am a huge sports fan, mainly baseball for me. And then it goes baseball and football. Basketball and football, I mean. Or football and basketball. It just depends on my mood. But mainly baseball is the end-all, be-all for me. And with that comes teams I cheer for. Me, I cheer for the New York Metropolitans. And then the other sports, I go for the Boston Celtics, who I tear this year. And the New York football giants, who are just surprising everybody, even themselves this year. But I digress. We're not here to talk basketball. We aren't here to talk football. We're here to talk about what matters the most right now, and that is the winter meetings and the free agency and the offseason, everything about it, what's going on with the MLB. And how else can we start this without talking about the biggest signing this offseason, and that's Jacob deGrom going to the Texas Rangers, supposedly through various and various and various reports that Jacob deGrom did not want to return to the Mets. Buster only reported it. Buster only is a very, very reliable source. He said that Jake didn't even want his agent to talk to the Mets. That's how bad he wanted out. The Mets, anyways, still offered him three years, $120 million. That's very respectable. And uh, the Mets aren't really giving long-term contracts out unless you're a bit younger. We'll get to that later with the long-term contracts. Anyways, so DeGrom, uh, he goes to Texas for five years, $185 million, and uh, he's 33. Everybody wants to say he's old, but let's look at it from a different perspective here. Jacob DeGrom is literally the same age as Clayton Kershaw, and Kershaw signed for one year, $20 million. And uh, I know that's probably like $20 million less. Than what uh, Kershaw's making compared to DeGrom. But Kershaw's always hurt. Like every year, he's always out for a majority of the year. He's missing 10 plus starts. And this year, he missed a lot to his back. I think he had at least three, two or three IL stints this year. But uh, that's, that's that. Kershaw's a Hall of Famer, though. So you really can't say anything. DeGrom, I think, is a Hall of Famer. He'll end up going to the Hall of Famer wearing a New York Mets hat. His 2018 season and his 2019 season, that stretch, won't probably ever be replicated by anybody in my lifetime. I hate to see Jake go, but uh, you move on. And when you move on, sometimes you get someone equal. Some people might think it's an upgrade. This case, Mets kind of did that with Justin Verlander for two years with a third-year option. Coming off the Tommy John season, Tommy John surgery two years ago, having his comeback season this year. Wins 18 games, wins the Cy Young, wins a championship with the Astros. The Astros have a winning caliber no matter what. 
they lose Correa. That's all good. No, I'm sorry. I'll even go even farther than that. They lose AJ Hinch and Alex Cora. Okay, you know, that's fine. We'll, we'll still do good. You know, uh, AJ Hinch gets canned at the end of 2019. Okay. Uh... They were in the World Series that year. Then you have uh, you have 2020 year. They bring in Dusty Baker, who's a legend. I respect that man. He's probably the coach I respect the most. That isn't a New York Mets coach. Dusty's first year, and the COVID shortened year, so he's very limited with what he's got. I mean, the team's still good, but like very limited on doing what he can do best. And that's be hands-on with the team, specifically. Really. And uh, he takes him to the ALCS, faces the Rays. And if I remember right, he takes him to seven games. And they lose. And then the Rays lose to the Dodgers in the World Series. Okay. Then you have 2021. They go to the World Series and lose to the Braves without Verlander. Oh, I also forgot. They also lost Gary Cole after they went to the World Series. And lost to the Nationals. Um, okay. So, Carlos Correa goes, goes to free agency. Bregman goes to free agency. They re-sign Bregman. Correa? Correa's one to get paid. Correa goes to the Twins. Okay. Uh, alright, we'll just call him Jeremy Pena. Jeremy Pena, okay, he was starting shortstop for all the season. Uh, what does he do? He wins uh, World Series MVP. Kind of wondering what the Astros will do now since they just lost Justin Verlander. What are they going to do? What kind of magic do they have prepared next? Which it's just crazy. Like they, their GM left. A lot of front office people left, and Dusty Baker's still there. So the winning winning formula is still there. They you know they're fresh off of it. But uh, what's being built is something special in Queens. The Mets also today just signed Brandon Nimmo to an eight year deal, one hundred eighty two million dollars. That's roughly around twenty three million a year, and center fielders are hard to come by, especially ones that are as loved as Brandon Nimmo. Nemo has had a few seasons where he's hurt, or he doesn't perform well. But this year, he had his best year to date. He bet on himself, and he got the bag. He got, he got it. He has a chance to become one of two. He has a chance. I'm sorry. He has an opportunity to become the third Met to play 1,000 games in the New York Met. That's Ed Cranepool. And David Wright, those two. I think it's pretty cool, if I read it right, if I remember right. And then the Mets also brought in a relief pitcher that they've been looking at. They tried to trade for him the deadline, but the Cubs were playing hardball, and they wanted a top reliever, or a top pitching prospect. And the Mets said, nah, we'll just wait a few months. Let's bring in David Robinson for a, for one year for 10 mil. Fantastic. Good contract. I think it's relatively cheap. Uh, I think that kind of shows you what Adovino's going to get. Maybe a little less. Uh, but that bolsters the 
back end of the bullpen for the Mets, especially since they brought back Edwin Diaz. Yes, Mets fans, we could Blair Narco for five more years. He's the highest paid relief pitcher of all time. Well, he got the biggest contract for relief pitcher of all time. Uh, that's also fantastic in my eyes, uh, for Diaz especially. You never knew what he was going to do. Especially, like, you never knew what was going to happen, especially after that trade that everybody was just hating and hating and hating and hating. It was just horrible. But uh, Diaz, he's turned into something special, for real. He's turned into one of the best closers in the game. He showed potential for it in his last season in Seattle, and then Seattle just stupidly sold it instantly. And they only have one player in that organization still from that trade. That's Jared Kelenic. That's the player I was kind of upset we traded. But hey, we have Edwin Diaz, and Diaz is here to stay. Uh, here we are going to the big four, the shortstops. Everybody was looking forward to these and see what they're going to do. Trey Turner signs for the biggest deal so far in 11 years, $300 million, roughly around $27.5 a year. Um, I knew he was going to get $300 million. I figured it would have been a shorter-term deal, around like eight, seven, one of the two, eight years, seven years. But uh, he'll be there until he's 41, unless they trade him. Like, he's fantastic. He's probably the best shortstop out of the four. Uh, that frees up a lot of money for the Dodgers, because the Dodgers were offering, and the Padres too. And going to the Padres, the Padres signed Xander Bogarts for 11 years, $280 million. Um, the Padres are something. They're going all in for this year. I know the Mets are too. But, uh, Padres are different. They have Machado for a $300 million contract. They have now Xander Bogarts for a $280 million contract. Fernando Tatis for a $300 million contract. Juan Soto is going to want close to $500 million. And then Machado also has the opportunity to opt out at the end of the year. And I think Machado is going to opt out and get close to $450 million. Then there's also Josh Hader. He's a top closer in the game. Top relief pitcher, especially lefty. A lefty closer, those are hard to come by. If I remember right, the last one that really did something special as a lefty, that was a closer, was Billy Wagner. And Wagner should be in the Hall of Fame. He's Hall of Fame caliber. Look at his numbers. Uh, yeah, the Padres are just mind-boggling. Kim's getting paid over $200 million. They have Jake Cronenworth. He's getting a pretty penny. Like they're they have they have almost have no top prospects left. Uh, they have you know they still have a system you know but like it's not what it was. They traded off their twelfth prospect for fucking Brandon Dury. Jury. The Mets had him year before. Like come on. Uh. See and then we have Carlos Correa who I don't even know what he's going to get. He's I think he could get more than Trey Turner. Is he, though? I don't know. Can he? Yes. Will he? We don't know yet. Uh, there's, like, two teams left I could see him signing with. And that's Boston, because they just lost Sander Bogarts. And that is also the Chicago Cubs, because the Cubs have been looking... For, the Cubs have been trying to get a shortstop since Teddy Baez left. Like, they tried to get Baez back in the offseason. Baez like, eh, I'm going to go to Detroit and be one of the, f- the worst players in the season. 
And then they're like, okay, we'll just get Trevor Story. Trevor Story's like, ah, I could play second base in Boston and have a hypothetically killer infield with uh, Raphael Evers and Sandy Bogarts. No, Boston really didn't do anything. Uh, and then you have Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson turned down the Braves' contract offer earlier in the year, and contract offers really stalled between the two. And Atlanta was wanting him to take a team-friendly deal. He wasn't wanting to take a team-friendly deal. He's wanting to get paid. Uh, I think he'll get paid around the $230 million range, 240 maybe 250 And um, I can see the Cubs going after him. I can see the Red Sox going after him. I can also see the Dodgers going after him. His best friend's there. Freddie Freeman. They have a open slot at second, at shortstop. Like, that's, that, that opens it up for them. They're open. Right there. That's a hole. Big hole. Trey Turner filled that hole big time. <laughs> uh, yeah. I could, I could see him going there. And also, you can also think the Twins. The Twins are trying to get Gray back, too. I just remember that. They're offering Correa a healthy contract. They have Byron Buxton. Byron Buxton, if he's healthy, he could be a top 10 player in the league. He's just injury plagued a little bit. So I can see Correa or Swanson going to there. Just, dang, man. You just don't know with MLB. That's the wonder of it all. Going back to the Cubs, they signed Jameson Tyon. Four years, 84 mil. He's a good, you know, three or four starter. They still have Hendricks. They have Stroman. Uh, they need to bolster their bullpen some. The Cubs, you know, lost to Michael Givens, who sold the Mets a bill of goods with him. You also have David Robinson, who left. David Robinson was their closer. And they still have Ian Happ. Don't know why they didn't trade Wilson Contreras at all, the deadline. They were just asking too high for him. And it just backfired. They didn't trade him. They didn't trade him at all. So he's in your division now. He's going to kill him. I'll get to that in a second. But uh, the Cubs, last year, they're like, okay, we're tanking, you know. Uh, we traded off uh, Rizzo. We let Schwarber go in free agency. Uh, you know, Baez going to Mets. That was a train wreck. <laughs> And then the offseason, they signed uh, Suzuki from Japan. You know, he had a respectable year. Uh, they also signed Marcus Stroman, that head case. The Ian Happ, good glove, play anywhere. Made the all-star team. He was on a lot of trade rumors. They were saying the Yankees for him. He still didn't go anywhere. It was the last year of club controls this year. And then... Cubs also signed Cody Bellinger, who hasn't had a good year since his MVP season. He just fell off. Maybe it's something mental. Maybe he needs maybe he needs to visit his folks. His folks here. Maybe he needs to visit mom and pop. But uh, Bellinger, 17 and a half mil. For one year, I wouldn't have done that. I, j- I just never really been impressed with Bellinger. Like, he had the MVP season in 2017, if I remember. It was either 17 or 18, and he just fell off. Like, he's a shell of himself. Like, maybe he was just one of those one-and-done MVP years, and then that's it. 
Like, there's, you know, that happens every once in a while. The Cubs are also looking at uh, Dominic Smith. Dom, you're, uh, you're a fantastic player. I cared for you, but uh, that's time to move on. You weren't uh, doing anything special for them. We weren't doing anything special for you, especially keeping you in AAA for a majority of the year. But I guess that's better than just sitting on the bench. On to a, another signing over at first base. We have a sneaky good signing, I think. I've always thought high of this player. Josh Bell, two years, $33 million. Going to the Guardians. He's going to help out a lot. He's. I could see him being close, for, close on the leaderboard for RBIs next season. You have Rosario, Devontas Menemes, two key pieces they got back in the Francisco Lindor trade. They still have Shane Bieber. They have Emmanuel Clase, who won uh, American League Relief Pitcher of the Year. is good. They, uh, they have a Hall of Fame coach. He proved why he's going to the Hall of Fame when he retires. He carried that team. He coached that team up to their full potential. And good for them. Everybody wrote them off. They, uh, they proved why you can't write off a baseball team. Exactly why. Especially whenever they have much heart as they do. Staying on the topic of first baseman, Jose Abreu. Man, rich get richer. They trade for Trey Mancini and Christian Vasquez. Don't matter. Yeah, you know, trade deadline pieces. Well, guess what? They sign a actual first baseman who's going to get on base continuously for them. Three years, 58 and a half mil. Yeah, he's going to be fantastic for them. He uh, He's an MVP for a, a reason. Yeah, 60-game season, season. But guess what? He was pretty freaking good that year. And he still is good. Don't know why the White Sox wouldn't go after him. I don't know what the White Sox are doing. Like, they let Radon go off into a free agency and go to the Giants and signs a, uh, a three-year deal with opt-outs. And he opted out after one year because he knows he could get the most money this year going to age 30. They have Liam Hendricks, who they're taking trade calls on, who is fantastic. Aaron Bummer is a good lefty. Are they going to do anything with Tim Anderson? I don't know. Eloy Jimenez? He can't stay healthy. Nobody knows what they're doing. Like, it's... Are they going to rebuild? What are they going to do? They've got Swanee Grandal, who's old, breaking down. I mean, I had him on fantasy baseball team this year. He didn't play a lot. And when he did, he wasn't a factor. Man, it's it's just crazy, man. It really is. I mean, I I would like to get Aaron Bummer, but the Mets traded for that guy from Tampa. And he's good. He had a 185 batting average against lefties this year. Or lefties had a 185 batting average against him. Now, on to the... One, okay, people, a lot of people say this is the biggest signing, but I think it's, yeah, it is probably is the biggest signing. Okay, I'm not going to lie. Aaron Judge to the Yankees. 
nine years, 360 million. Padres offered him, I think it was 11 years, 410 million. But those taxes in California would eat that up. The Giants gave him the same contract offer, nine years, 360 million. He was tempted. And then Hal Steinbrenner called. He's like, hey, brother, you gotta stay with us. And he said, okay, I'll stay. Now he's going to be a Yankee for life. But be careful. Be very, very careful. You don't want him turning into another than Carlos Stanton. Being stuck with all that money. Being stuck with that. Uh, I don't see him hitting... I mean, I can still see him hit a lot of home runs. But 62? I don't think so. Here's another fact. He, uh... He weighs 285 pounds. Okay? There's only been one player. Oh. If he keeps his size up, you know. He's a freak of nature. Bodies. You know, his just... Body style and body type is just crazy. There's only been one player in the MLB history to be past 36 and to weigh 285 or more to hit a home run. That player was Bartolo Colon. So, Yankee fans, you better wish and hope you win something early that will wash away the bad taste that will be left in your mouth for his later years and his career. He didn't deserve to get booed in his last at-bat, either. Even if he batted under 200, you couldn't boo him. That's also part of the reason why he signed back, I think, is Rizzo, because Anthony Rizzo's a good first baseman. He's a top 10 first baseman. You know, he'll miss, he'll, he'll have an injury, injuryless stint. He can still hit 30-plus, bat around 250, 240. He's respectable. Now, on to Carlos Rodell who people say is the best starting pitcher left. And then you have uh, the pitcher from Japan. And you have Chris Bassett. The top three starting pitchers left. Rodone's going to get the most money out of the three. Rodone apparently is seeking like a five-year deal. And he's wanting to get paid around 30 a year. And the Yankees are looking at him. The Giants want him back. The Rangers are out of it after signing to Grom. And they made another signing today. And then they also have Michael Perez, and they have uh, John Gray as well. So that's four starters. They're not going to sign another guy like this. Especially after bringing Bochy back out of retirement and spent all that money on Seager and Simeon last year. They're not. They can't. They need to win more than 68 games in order to do this. Radon, uh, I think he's, if I remember right, if I read it right, he's also getting offers from the Yankees. And I think Houston as well. He'd be a good fit in Houston. He'd fill in. He'd fill up that slot for Verlander. Not Verlander-esque, but, you know, he'd be what they need. Because I'm not too well aware with their minor league situation. But Radon, he's going to get paid. He's going to get that bag. Chris Bassett, on another hand, he'll probably go to a smaller market team and get paid. He's wanting a five-year deal. Mets weren't getting Mets aren't really wanting to give him a five-year deal. He's he just uh, when he's in the most, 
he crumbled. His last two starts of the year, he crumbled. Showed why he pitched in Oakland all those years. Not New York. Not Boston. Not L.A. Not Houston. Oakland. Oakland. Come on, really? We gave to, we gave up two prospects for him. There were, I think there were two in the top 14. I think it was like number 7 and number 14. But yeah. That's that. Well, everybody, I'm going to wrap it up now. Thank you for listening, and I hope you guys will return and listen to more episodes of the Virtual Press Box. Thank you, and enjoy.